you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, great to be with you again. It is. It's nice to be with you here. The off-season program uh, wrapped up a week ago, but we keep on going. That's right. It feels like we just recorded last week's episode. It, sometimes it feels like that, and uh, other times it doesn't feel like that. That's right. And this time it feels like it that. It feels like that. Yeah. Eric, I, I realized something very funny the other day. Uh, I was looking at my watch. Yeah. And um, on the back of it, there's a. it was a wedding gift. And on the back of it, there's an inscription. Uh-huh. It has, and so I was, we were talking about this over lunch. Uh, you were not there. I don't know where you were. I know yeah. it was lunchtime, but you weren't there. I didn't That's know what was working. going on. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, my wife had a nice little inscription. She gave it to me on, on our wedding date. It has our wedding date. And then underneath it, it says, my everything. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, That's good. Swanson was there. He's not here for the show. Weird. But uh, kind of he was there, and he was like, you're kidding. What does what it really say? And I was like, no, this is my everything. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Wow. Yeah. So where's my watch? Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think, huh? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it just sunk in, you know? I don't know how I don't know how these that things happened. work. Yeah. Yeah, kind of magic. Ways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Eric, it might be the off season, and some people might be like, what are these guys going to talk about? That's a good question. There's always something. <laughs> That's true. There's always something. Eric, I thought today we'd dive in and talk about this Broncos roster on the offensive side of the ball. On paper, there's a lot of talent there. You know, uh, the wide receiving room, loaded. Running back room, loaded. The O-line is coming together after some nice uh, off-season additions. Year two for Russ here in Denver now. Uh, I was wondering, you know, with Sean Payton coming in, Eric, how does this year's talent uh, on the roster for this Broncos team compare to some of his great teams there in New Orleans? Oh, yeah, wow. you know, and, and comparison you know, is a thief of joy, Phil. That is true. They do say that, but it's also kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's also content. It kind of makes you think. Yeah, you know, like hey, uh, especially it got me thinking when. Corlin Sutton said, hey, I'm watching a lot of tape on Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like, oh, Michael oh. Thomas. Oh. Jerry Judy, Michael Thomas. I was like, oh. Two Michael Thomases. Yeah, this team might that have could, two. That could be crazy. Yeah, two is better than one. That's right. It made me think, hey, is, is Sean Payton about to take over the most talented team on oh, wow. paper that he's had? Wow. Kind of makes you think a little bit. It so does. I thought we could get into it, Eric. Uh, let's do it. I know that normally we do some YouTube comments. That's that right. That is a highlight of the show. Yep. We'll get back to those next week. Okay. Next week, YouTube comments. So yep. keep, Still keep leave them coming. Them. Still leave them. We didn't ignore you. We'll read two wor- two weeks' worth of YouTube comments. Yeah, we just thought that maybe that'd be nice. That'd be, just save them up. Yeah, you know, it's just the off season. We're doing yeah, things a little save different. Them up. We're kind of wild and crazy. Uh, what are some other ways that people can get involved in the show, and then we'll get to it? Okay, yeah, Phil. You can leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. We received an email last week when we were, were recording um, filled with vulgar hate messages. A lot of bad words. Don't send those. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, the hate. Yeah, no, I'm not interested. Not, this is a happy Send place. nice emails or questions to neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Leave a voice message. Definitely don't be mean there. 707neutral. <laughs> or Phil on Twitter. You can tweet us directly at Eric Delala with an A, at Phil Milani with a P-H. Non-traditional spelling. That's right. Or on the Broncos official YouTube page. And we'll get to those. Leave them still, but don't 
Don't we'll, fret if we don't read them this week. Exactly. We'll read them next week. Read. Read. Yep. Them next week. So. A verb and it could be a name, I guess, right? Yeah, proper noun, I think. Yeah. Could be. Good name or what could do you be. think? Um, It's sort of a traditional name, I guess. I yeah, more, exactly. More more non-traditional. Right. It's just sort of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Eric, anyway, let's get into our topic here okay, for sorry. today's show, uh, talking about the Broncos roster and how it compares to uh, uh, the, some of those Saints teams there. Sure. Eric, I'm just going to read off some uh, Sean Payton stats here for you. Let's do it. In case you were wondering. 15 seasons as a Saints head coach, okay? Nine of those seasons, they made the playoffs. Okay. Seven of those seasons, they won the division, okay? 161 career wins. Wow. That's sixth among active coaches. Okay. Okay. And a big reason why is those offenses were really good. The Saints finished top nine in yards. Top nine. A classic sort stat. Sort of a specific classic kind of stat. stat. They finished top nine in the NFL in total yards in 13 of those 15 seasons. Wow. They finished top five in points in nine of those 15 seasons. That's wild. So the offense is Broncos, of course, for context, last year were 32nd. Yes, in points. And uh, in 2008 and 2009, the Saints led the NFL in points scored. So it was rolling. Let's just say it was rolling. rolling. It was rolling, and the numbers back it up. So we thought we'd we'd look at two of those Saints teams that we thought were particularly good. Okay. Teams that went 13 and 3. It's pretty good. Okay. And we're going to compare the rosters to the Broncos. Okay. How does that sound? Sure. Okay, so first up is the 2009 Saints team. They won the Super Bowl. Yep. Who they beat? They beat Peyton Manning. Yeah, they did. That's sad. We don't talk about that. Of course, Drew Brees was the quarterback. Sure. 70% completion that season for uh, Drew Brees. 34 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, more than 4,300 yards passing. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. He had some uh, weapons in the backfield with him. Mike Bell, Pierre Thomas, and Reggie Bush. All of the running backs there combined more than 2,000 yards. Watching wow. that season. And then uh, uh, the pass catchers that year, Marquise Colson, 70 catches, 9 touchdowns. And then uh, Jeremy Shockey, uh, he was a big part of that uh, team, 67 catches that year. Wow. So that team was, uh, wow. that team was uh, pretty good. Good. That was that was a pretty a, good team. you know a decent defense that year too. Good yeah, defense. of course. I mean, you got to have defense to yeah. win it all. Yeah. So, and that team won it all. So, uh, do you want, should we do the 2018 team or should yeah, we do I mean, it one uh, team at a time? I think you share the 2018 team and then okay. we talk in general. 2018, they also went 13 and three. Yep. Uh, really good. Lost in the NFC Championship on that phantom pass, pass interference, interference call. Or get to the not phantom, the uncalled pass interference. It was a call. It was called. It was. It was not called. It was not called. Yeah. Should have been pass interference. Yeah. We, of course, heard Mike Westoff when he spoke to the media uh, last week. This is the assistant head coach for your Denver Broncos and his special teams. He said uh, he counts that as a championship. Yeah, he did. He did say that. Yeah. Kind of funny how in your mind you just say that. I don't care. Yeah. You know, that was like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, That year, Drew Brees completed 74% of his passes. And get this, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. Okay. The whole year. Wow. Nearly 4,000 yards passing that season. And a, and a big reason why was Alvin Kamara. He was just insane that year. 
uh, nearly 900 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns. He also caught 81 passes for four touchdowns. Was he offensive player of the year? Uh, that's a good question. If Ben Swanson was here, you keep talking. I'll look it up. He would. Uh, he would uh, have that information. Michael Thomas, for you. of course, was offensive player of the year the next year. Yes. Uh, Mark Ingram uh, that year, 645 yards rushing that that year. Mark Ingram, uh, in addition to Alvin Kamara, it's insane. Six touchdowns rushing for them, so they combined for uh, 20 touchdowns on the ground there. And then Michael Thomas, the aforementioned, 125 receptions for nine touchdowns that year. So that 2018 team was really good as well. That was kind of a down year for Michael Thomas because the next year he had almost 150 catches. Yeah. Must be nice. Uh, Mahomes won offensive player of the year that year. <sighs> Cheater. Robbed. Robbed. So those are some pretty good teams. Really good. Now, the question I think is, did Sean Payton make them that good? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that that's sort of, that's your question. Yeah. Because we heard Vance Joseph uh, a couple weeks ago say, that Sean Payton is one of the best play callers in NFL history. Yep. And he particularly noted how he keeps you off balance a little, like his rhythm keeps the defenses a little bit off balance. And uh, he'll like bring up plays that you haven't seen the Saints run in more than a year. He'll throw one out in the fourth quarter that kind of just uh, shakes things up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's a great, he's a great play caller. You know, I, it's hard to, you know, okay, so let's start with that that Super Bowl team. It seems like probably, uh, you know, Colston was a seventh-round pick who developed into a really good football player for them but wasn't like a perennial-type Pro Bowl guy. Um, and then those running backs, obviously Reggie Bush, first-round pick. Um, Pierre Thomas, they Pierre found. Thomas, you know, a late-round guy, uh, undrafted or just late-round, I think? I think maybe undrafted. And... Uh, Sean's told the story a lot about they had another running back who did not make the team. Pierre Thomas makes it instead. Um, a really good football player. And then Shockey, of course, who um, I believe Sean had in New York with him when he was there. Yeah. Uh, another the, uh, the University the, of Miami. The U. The U. Another uh, physical, tough, good football player. Pierre Thomas undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I look at this Broncos roster, I certainly think that you've got the, you know, you've got a first round receiver in Jerry Judy. You've got a second round running back in uh, Javante Williams. Williams. You've got a, a third round tight end in Greg Dulcich. And then you've got Cortland Sutton, who's shown he has pro second Bowl, round pick. a second round pick who has pro bowl ability, who can go over 1100 yards. So you've seen that from them. And then there's the pedigree for the other guys. If you haven't seen it from them, so when I look at that group, I think, yeah, you know, the Broncos probably compare pretty well, maybe even favorably to that group. Now you got to have the offensive line do it. And the big question here, of course, in addition to offensive weapons is at quarterback. I think that's the biggest thing. It kind of makes it all run. Right. If you, if we had this conversation last year before the season, we would have said absolutely that Russell Wilson can play at that level. Yep. Because that's all you've seen from him, from his career. And you talk about that 2018 season, when Drew Brees had what you said, 30 something touchdowns, five interceptions, 32 and five Russell Wilson's had plenty of seasons where he's had five interceptions, seven interceptions, yeah. eight b below 10 over and over. I mean, that was one of the things coming in that Russell Wilson does not turn the football, the ball over. And last year, even, you know, it was not a 
great year, but 15, I think, right? So it wasn't like he was throwing three picks a game and was just kind of all over yeah. the place, but it was higher than, than you're used to. There are some, though, some throws you're like, why did he try sure. to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there, were a little Colts, bit there were a couple that, that were yeah. not good. Um, but, yeah, I think if you believe you can, that Sean Payton can get Russell Wilson back to where he was in Seattle – then you absolutely look at that that Super Bowl group and say, yeah, I think the Broncos can be that that type of group. Yeah. Now that group, what led the NFL in scoring, right? Yes, that team, uh, thirteen and three, led the NFL in points. But I don't know if that's that might have been more about the collection of talent and Sean Payton helping those guys as opposed to individuals um, just being just purely talented. And listen, that's what it's all about is having the it's about having more than just the the number one receiver. You've got to have the two, the three. You've got to have the offensive line to do it, the running backs. Um, the running back room is probably not as deep as that group was um, at that point when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and they did have a really good offensive line as well. So the Broncos offensive line has to hold up its end of the bargain there. But I think if you get the right play from Russell Wilson, you could argue that they're, they're close to that group. Yeah, I mean, I think that um... – the reason why we were also excited last year was because on paper, it looked like a really good team. Yeah. You know? And again, this year on paper, it looks like a really good team and the Broncos have done a really good job of dialing down hype, uh, not talking much about expectations for the season saying, Hey, you don't win football games right now. You know, you we're, we're judged based off wins and losses in the fall, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, but I do think that when you look on paper, there's really not a lot of like just glaring weaknesses, you know, and I think that what takes a team that's good on paper and then turns them good on the football field is like sort of that mindset and the culture and hey, I'm playing for my teammates and you're I'm willing to go the extra step and I'm willing to sacrifice this and that and when a whole team and a whole unit is buying in and is just hum it's humming, you know, uh, I think that's what takes talent on paper and makes it good on the field. And um, that didn't come together for the Broncos last year. And I think that uh, there were a lot of injuries. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why that happened. But right now on paper, this looks like a really good wide receiver core. You know, um, if Jerry Judy can just be that breakout star, gosh, this is going to be a really good Russell Wilson's going to have a lot of weapons here. And if Javante Williams can come back healthy, he's going to have a ground game with Samaje P. Ryan there too to like they're going to be able to really run the football. And so the the key to me is if Russell Wilson can get back to uh, the player we know he can be, I don't think there's any limit to this Broncos team if you get that kind of production. Yeah, and I think the one thing about the Saints, that first Saints team, is that they've been together a few years. You've had Sean there a few years. Three years. Um, you know, it's not like Reggie. That wasn't Reggie Bush's first season. It's not Colston's first season. It's not Breeze's first season. It took yep. some time to to develop that. And so yep. I do think that, you know, this Broncos team could have the the pieces it needs and still need a, a couple of years to to fully gel and, and develop the right core and see how things all fit together. But, it takes time. But you're right. On paper, they they do have that. When I look at the the latter team, the one in the 18, 18 that probably should have gone on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Sometimes your best teams don't win at all. Right. Uh, man, Kamara, the amount of catches he had, um, the way he runs, and then uh, Michael Thomas, you know, back-to-back -back years with 
over 120 catches. Yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, were Michael loaded. Thomas was the offensive player of the year the next year. I don't know if the Broncos, from those two guys in terms of their pure talent, and gr- granted, I understand that it wasn't like they were. When was Michael Thomas drafted? He Was he a, a later round guy? Uh, no, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Obviously an Ohio State product. That's wide receiver you these yep. days. We obviously have Marvin Harrison Jr. coming up. Eric, I know that you're a big Marvin Harrison. That's true. Harrison guy there. But, yeah, I don't think that they don't have a player who's like just like Alvin Kamara, who's just like a, a guy. You know what I mean? Michael Thomas, second-round pick, 47th second round, overall. Yeah. I thought that he was a little bit. So he wasn't like he was a top-10 guy. Not a top-10. Kamara's a third-round guy. Yeah. Um, but I, Kamara is a special player. Very special. That year in particular, he was really. But he hasn't been, and I you know he's dealt with some off-the-field stuff, some injuries. Hasn't been quite the same without yeah. Sean Payton. Michael Thomas obviously has dealt with injuries and has not been the same guy. Um, and so you you wonder, hey, are these guys great talents that with Sean Payton become exceptionally productive players? Yeah. And if there's one guy that falls into that category, it's Jerry Judy, right, where hey, this guy is remarkably talented. You can see it every time he's on the field. He's a great route runner. He gets open. He makes big plays. You're just like, I want a little bit more, more consistent, or like I want to see him go to 1,500 yards. I want to see him catch 10 touchdowns. If Sean Payton can do that same, like give him the same boost that he gave a Camara or a Michael Thomas. He could be that You guy. could be looking at a guy that, that next year people are like, man, Jerry Judy's one of the best receivers Sean Payton's had. Yeah. And so... To me, it's a little bit difficult to project, right? Because we don't know just how much of an impact a guy like Sean Payton could have. Because I do think it can be very significant. Yeah. I, I will say this, Eric. Whenever I, you know, I'm like sort of a man of the people. Of course. And so when I'm out and about and I'm just talking Broncos with friends or whoever, you know. Non-friends. They just always talk about Sean Payton. Yeah. I think that Broncos country is really excited about Sean Payton. Sure. What what he represents, what he's doing, like with the media and all, the whole picture of how he's come in here and sort of uh, reshaped, you know, what's happening, the way that the, he had the team working in the offseason, uh, just a whole picture of what he represents and what he's brought to the Broncos. Fans are really encouraged by what they've seen so far. Yeah, and listen, you want to be you want to be uh, talking about what you think can fix your team and help your team. And so last year, everyone wanted to talk about Russell Wilson coming in here and what he could do to help this football team get back to the playoffs, win championships, et cetera, et cetera. It didn't go that way. This year, Sean Payton's coming in, and you know there are so many things like tangents that come off come off of Sean Payton being here. One is, can he help Russell Wilson get back to that? that place can he help the Broncos stop making mistakes that are they're costing them football games can he can he bring that accountability and discipline you know et cetera et cetera can he win a super can he become the first coach to win a Super Bowl for two different franchises I mean th- that's why like I think sh- there's so much interest in Sean Payton is because he's the new addition that is the potential fix it's not like you know Mike McGlinchey might be a great right tackle who can be here for five years but Mike McGlinchey is not going to fix this on his the own whole team yeah the whole Ben thing. Powers is not going to fix this on his own yeah, the head Sean, coach touches Sean Payton can have a drastic, you know, when I look at last year, Phil, and the team goes, what, 5-12, and 12, I think even if think if you just had a few breaks go one way or another, you could have been 8-9. and nine. Yeah. And that's not where you want to be, but it's a far cry from 5-12. and 12. Yeah. And so then I think, okay, well, if the breaks go your way and you have Sean Payton who 
uh, keeps you from beating yourself and all this. Pre-snap penalties, yeah, you know. Now, now, you know, like being prepared for a road game, yeah. learning how to go to a place like Buffalo and earn a win on in a primetime game, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now you're talking about, okay, I can see 10 and 11 wins, yeah. which is a significant jump, but you know, to, to loop it back to what we we're talking about, you've got a lot of offensive talent here. Now what can Sean Payton do with it? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's going to be what we're all paying attention to throughout training camp, preseason, beginning of the year. What's different about how this team, how, how they carry themselves and, you know, particularly Russell Wilson and, and, right. and how he plays, you yeah. know, because I think that the, the big question from last year, and it, it continues on into this offseason, was was that a Russell Wilson issue last year or was it a Nathaniel Hackett issue? Was it something else? Uh, that was a question that was going on all last year, all through the offseason, and now, too, is like, what do the Broncos have here? And, and what was the issue last year? And, uh, you know, Sean Payton is the guy that they brought in to say – Fix this. Right. You know, so uh, uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about uh, just based off of how things have gone on during the offseason program. But like the Broncos have done, dialed down the expectations. Like it's time to work. That's been the messaging from them. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And we'll get a chance quickly to see how it works because they're going to practice hard during training camp. They're going to, oh. they're going to play in the, you're going to see Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton in the preseason. Yeah. And see them go against hopefully another team's number one defense for at least a little bit. And then you're going to see them, you know, listen, I don't, it's not going to click immediately if I were to guess, and it's going to take some time to get better. But certainly last year we spent six or seven weeks each week on this one podcast night. saying, what is it going to click? When is it going to click? Yeah. And it became clear relatively quickly that one it wasn't going to click and that it was abnormal that it wasn't doing that because you saw other teams around the league with first-time head coaches or new head coaches have success a lot earlier and so doesn't mean it's going to be perfect at the beginning of this year but I do think you'll see a change faster that suggests hey Jerry Judy can be a a star player in this league or well, no, Corlin yeah. Sutton's back to being that 2019 type guy or Javante Williams is going to run over you again those, those sorts of things yeah. I think will become clear quickly and uh, excited to see that. I don't know about you, Eric, but a couple of weeks ago during mandatory minicamp, that first practice when they were in the indoor, we were watching, they were going like full speed. Yeah, they're going. And I was like, whoa. It's different but, than what yeah, we've Yeah, that seen. was different. I mean, they were playing football. Yeah. I mean, the pads weren't on or anything like that, no, they but they were, were going. playing. They were going. Yeah. And uh, that was, I was like, dang, these guys are getting after it a little bit. So it, it makes you excited to see what training camp is like. Oh, absolutely. You know, definitely uh, the competition level is going to be much higher. Yes, for sure. So that's our look at the offense. I mean, it's possible that it's possible, Eric, that this is the most talented team that Sean's had to work with. Yeah. But that's a that's projecting. Quite you got to go prove it. You yeah. got to go prove it. Yeah. Because that that 2018 team, they proved it. The numbers the numbers backed up some special there, there were some special performances there. Oh yeah. And so, but but Sean got the most out of those guys, and I think that it's possible he'll do the same. This I, I think what you can say for sure is the cupboard is not bare. There's a lot of talent here in Denver, and if Sean can help them re- reach that next step. The proverbial next step that he cliche, thinks is so cliche, cliche. And, and I think we agree with, you know, if he can help them do that, then yeah, you could look at this group at the end of the year and be like, man, they're a, they're a really good football team. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Like, let's say, like, if you're, like, a little kid and you're, like, kind of bored or something, and you open up your toy chest. Yeah. Sean's got some there's toys some, in there's there. There's some toys in there. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need to get bored. No. He, or, or maybe, like, if you're, like, Ike and you're get bored playing some HP, switch it out for some 2K. That's right. He's got all the games. Yeah. Sean's got all the games. He's got all the games. You play you for hours. You don't get bored. No. You just switch it out. That's that's kind of how, right. how I think about it. I agree. Sean likes these analogies, you know. Climbing the mountain Everest. top. Yeah, climbing up to the mountains. You don't want to fall back. You know, Eric, uh, the most injuries happen on the way down. Because mm, you're, you're tired. You know, you think you're you, tired. You think it's easy. You kind of It's like um, you know, sharp. Know, most accidents, car accidents, happen within five minutes of your home. Yeah, exact same idea. Same yeah. idea. So you don't want to. We don't want any of that. You don't want any of You just want to play. Just, you want to keep going up. Up. What happens if you're at the mountaintop, kind of like the Denver Nuggets? What do you okay, do? Okay. How do you keep? It's been a week. Let's is move there like on. like another Let's mountain? Let's move on. Or how do you do that? Climb up a bigger mountain, yeah. Uh, any shout-outs? Oh, we're doing shout-outs. Oh, well, are you? We can do shout-outs. Do shout we outs? can do shout-outs. Maybe we don't have to do shout-outs. Shout outs. I guess uh, I just uh, am net. It's just natural. natural. Maybe we save some shout-outs for next week. I was just going to say I will shout-out Liz Gerald. Yeah, okay. That's good to do. That's just sort of a. Have to. Kind of a. It's written, it's into, a the, given. It written into the contract. It's a given. Yeah. Yeah. The show really can't exist without, no, without no. that. Ben Swanson, anti-shout-out. Once again, Anti-shout-out. What do you think? I'm worried about him. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. I think some of these guys have, like, uh, from the Nuggets, they hired, hired him to be, like, a private. Oh, he's, he's at the warehouse. He's at the warehouse taking photographs. Still. Yeah. <laughs> it was last week he was there. Oh, you can get lost in a warehouse. That's right. You know, you, don't know, you make one wrong turn. Yeah, number 94. You're lost. So. You ever been to a, to a warehouse house? DeMarcus, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of you course. get lost in there. I'm over Swanson's there. at DeMarcus Ware's house. Where's Ware's house, yeah. It's exciting for him. DeMarcus Ware, uh, going to be honored. Yeah, by the Broncos. Hall of Fame, nice. yeah, week we two versus the Commanders. A shout out there. Shout out to him. Yeah. Super Bowl 33 team. What do you think about it being week two? I kind of like that. Yeah, early, get him, uh, get him going. Yeah. Other times the Broncos have done like this celebration a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. The big thing for me is just like lighting sometimes. You know, oh, like when you do a lighting, course. it's like an afternoon. You know, we need like a light show. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it. If it's light outside, it doesn't really work so much. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So. And, and, you know, we everybody's still excited about the start of the season. At that yeah, point. of course. You know what I mean? Maybe you get a big win over the Raiders in week one. Yeah. Trying to start 2-0 and for the first time in a while. Exactly. When was the last time they did? I think the Fangio, they started four and that year. I think Fangio, uh, the end of Fangio, yeah. Oh, they the beat end the Giants. Of, the end of Fangio, three the last year, three and Were they three and Yeah. So they did the Giants. They did the Jags. Yeah, three and They did the three and not the four. The Jets. They did the Jets. KJ Hamler got injured. Oh yeah. And then the the Ravens smacked them around. That's right. That's what happened. That's what there was beef. Oh yeah. The, the running. The running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we won't talk about no. That. All right. Well, that does it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll read some comments next week. Perfect. We'll have some nice shout some outs. Fun. Some good shout outs next week. So, and maybe Ben Swanson will be back. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that's going to do it for us then. For Eric Daw, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The Neutral Zone.